everyone. I'm Davis, your host. Today we have a fantastic guest on our on Deck Your B2B podcast. His name is Stephen Shalowitz. He's a master podcaster and is a host of two podcasts, the One Way Ticket Show and Israel Cast Podcast. Stephen moved to uh, New York to work for YNR. While there, he launched the One Way Ticket uh, Show podcast, which he now devotes himself full time. Stephen also produces and hosts the Israel podcast for the Jew- Jewish National Fund, uh, the JNF, uh, fascinating with the uh, Israel Focus podcast. When he's not podcasting, Stephen, who's an exhibited photographer, enjoys traveling. He's visited over 60 countries and especially loves venturing to less traveled destinations uh, like North Korea, Libya, Syria, Sudan, Iran, Saudi Arabia, etc. And there is more on the list, of course. Uh, as a vegan, he's been a vegan for three years now. He is active in philanthropic organizations. He's an avid reader, gym goer, museum goer, theater goer, and over the last year has been working to help Afghan refugees. Today on the show, we will talk more about content, podcasting, especially why it's necessary, and of course, Stephen's travel experience and adventures across the world. Welcome, Stephen, to the On Deck Your B2B podcast. It's a pleasure having you here. I will let you do more of the detailed introduction yourself so that the audience gets to know you better. Over to you now. It's a pleasure to have you on this podcast. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on, Davis, and congratulations on launching your podcast because that's always half the battle is just to get it going, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Well, right. anyway, yes. Well, thank you. Well, thanks for that very kind introduction. I don't know what else I should more uh, include other than the fact that um, I was actually trained as a China specialist. Uh, I have a bachelor's in Chinese language and literature, master's in international relations, focusing on China. And that's really what brought me to Asia in the first place. And so I was there on a Rotary Foundation scholarship in Singapore for a year, then moved to China where I started working for Young Rubicam Advertising, or YNR as you just referred to it as. Uh, I was all over China, Hong Kong, Beijing, Guangzhou, Shanghai. I had a short stint in Vietnam. Then I moved with them to Singapore. And while I was in Singapore, in addition to working for Young Rubicam in account management, uh, I was working on a whole bunch of different accounts. I also had a radio show at the weekend. It was first a jazz show and then a Latin music lifestyle show. And then from there, I got gigs on Singapore Airlines doing their world music channel and their Latin channel. And then I did all sorts of other media related things while I was there. Suffice to say is that while I was on radio, I used to interview a lot of celebrities. And one day I was on the bus and I remember the idea popped into my head or the question, if you will, if I gave all of these well-known people a one-way ticket, where would they go? And I knew I was kind of onto something. And I knew that one day I would move back to the United States, probably to New York. I'm originally from Chicago. And I decided to hold on to that idea until I moved to the United States. And so I found myself back in the US after 16 years living in Asia. And I uh, was working for Young and Rubicam, as you said. And then I launched my podcast, The One Way Ticket Show, uh, 10 years ago. So we're celebrating our 10th anniversary. How can I forget? And, uh, so that's been the journey. So again, and on the show, I explore with my guests where they'd go if given a one-way ticket, past, present, future, real imaginary or state of mind. And we also talk about their life, their work, any projects they want to highlight. I've had 
very well-known people on the program. As we record this, my latest guest is General David Petraeus, who was the former U.S. Uh, CIA director. He led our troops in both Iraq, Afghanistan. He was the head of the uh, Central Command. He's had just a remarkable career. I've had him. I've had uh, Nobel Peace Prize laureate, President Jose Ramos Horta. I've had countless well-known journalists, Clarissa Ward, for example, the CNN chief international correspondent. I've had Anthony Scaramucci. I've had Dick Cavett, Charles Osgood, Mo Rocca, uh, law professor Alan Dershowitz, former uh, United States Senator Joseph Lieberman, and on and on. I can like give you the whole laundry list. I've done it for 10 years. So I've had a lot of well-known people on the show, actually, as well as people that are well-known photographers, artists, chefs, academics, entrepreneurs on the show. And then in addition to that show, I also produce and host for Jewish National Fund, a wonderful podcast we've been doing for five years. It's called Israel Cast, And it's all about the interesting things that are going on in Israel told by those that are doing them, whether it's water, because Israel is the world's leader in water resource management and technology. They recycle more water there than anywhere else in the world. So whether it's water or it's drip irrigation, which started in Israel, was invented there, whether it's um, uh, all the agricultural work that's done there, whether it's the culinary world, the archaeological world, Israel is a startup nation. So when it's about high tech, innovation, uh, business, etc., we talk about all of that as well in the show. And then there's actually a third podcast that I'm producing only. The first two I produce and host, but the uh, one that I'm also uh, very actively involved with because I'm producing it, it's called What's Burning. And it's from the Galilee Culinary Institute. It's a new culinary center that's being built up in the north of Israel. And it's scheduled to open in early 2023. And it's a series of interviews with top chefs, restaurateurs, and leading forces of, uh, of people that are in the food industry. So that's the third show that I do. So that's well, the professional part. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, this is, uh, uh, I mean, illustrious list of guests to start with, you know, and, and uh, you you run multiple podcasts. There's a lot of a lot of things for me to learn from you. Um, running just one podcast sometimes uh, gets challenging and you're running like what, three? So yes. that's fantastic. Uh, wonderful job, Stephen. I, I cannot you. be more appreciative about it. So that's that's great, and 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 you know it looks like uh, you you have certain best practices and all of these that you have uh, learned, you know, in terms of podcasting. Uh, why do you think podcasting is still uh, relevant? Is it is it evolving? Is it stayed the same? I, I know that you have experience, uh, you know, across decades. So can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think I, I would take a step back and say uh, pop, podcasting's popularity is built on a number of pillars. And first of all, it's anytime, it's anywhere content. It can be content that is tailored. It can also be content that has outrageous topics. It's whatever somebody wants to listen to and what resonates with the listener. It's very democratic in the sense that either you or I or any one of your listeners can create one. And I also find that it's a very, it can be a very authentic medium. And what I mean by that is, um, is that if someone has a, some, a heartfelt message that they want to impart 
in their show or have that as the theme of their show, they can do that. And they can do that as their own boss versus having some corporate leader tell them what to say or dictate what they should be saying. So from that perspective, it can be authentic. Now, I think there's a lot of inauthenticity in podcasting. That's a totally separate thing, but we'll keep it positive for the sake of our conversation. Um, there's been a growth in smart speaker ownership, which has contributed to the popularity. And I, I can't necessarily speak for other countries, but I can certainly say from the U.S. context, I think that there has been a general distrust uh, in media outlets and tr the traditional news media industry, what we would call the legacy media. And there are a variety of reasons for that. So I think that's where podcasting can pick up indeed the slack, uh, you know, in the content world. Um, it used to be a cottage industry. So going back to your uh, question, has it grown and where's it going? It used to be very much of a cottage industry. It used to be people like me, for example, or Joe Schmo out there uh, that, you know, had started a podcast. And the funny thing is, is that when I started doing my show in 2012, I actually first started recording in 2011 to get it up and running in 2012. I had to tell people what a podcast was. In other words, I was saying, I'm doing a show, it's called a podcast And this. And they would say, what, well, what's a podcast? And I would say, well, it's a, da, da, da. and they'd say, okay, yeah, that sounds like fine. I'll do it. And so they came on as guests on my show. So it used to be very much of a cottage industry, very small. Um, but then everyone got onto the bandwagon of podcasting. News organizations have picked up on the medium. So now it's at the end of the day, it's just about content. So we here in the United States have NPR, National Public Radio. I'm guessing every one of their shows, certainly the shows that I've listened to on radio, just regular radio, uh, are available as podcasts. There are certain news programs also available as podcasts, which is great because if I'm not home at five o'clock to watch fill in the blank program, I can listen to it when I'm walking outside or going to the grocery store or doing the laundry. So that's that's one way it's grown. The other thing is celebrities have gotten in the game as well. And um, this has celebrities and people of note. And this has been great because it gives voice to whatever they want to share. But for those of us that aren't celebrities and didn't start out as celebrities, um, it crowds us out. And this is the thing, because here in the United States right now, um, we do know, you know, the number of people roughly that are, that are listening to podcasts. It's something like, um, 57% of the U S population have listened to a podcast. Um, Okay, currently, and that's up from 55%. So we have that. And I think that if I'm not mistaken, it's something like um, in the last week, US Weekly Podcast listeners averaged about eight podcast episodes, which translates to five, just over five podcast shows that they will listen to. So when you have celebrities and you have well-known people that have podcasts, a lot of times people will gravitate to those and will crowd out everybody else. So this is a phenomenon that, that, that just happens and that's just a constant and that's perfectly fine. I mean, you know, it's a democracy and 
people can listen to whatever they want to listen to. Um, but ultimately, it's really a medium, I think, for sharing personal stories. Um, the podcaster, whether it's the podcaster story, whether it's the subject or the guest wants to share a certain story. And I think one of the beauties, and I, I mentioned uh, just a moment ago that my current guest is General David Petraeus. Well, because I'm not CNN, I don't have to go to a commercial break you know, after speaking to him for two minutes and that, that episode is 57 minutes and to have an hour, I was with him for a little over an hour, actually to have an hour with him uninterrupted and to be able to ask him questions of, of, uh, international or political nature, as well as a very personal nature as well. You, you couldn't do that on, on, you know, Fareed Zakaria's show or, you know, someone else's show, for example. I, I only bring up Fareed because I saw um, General Petraeus on Fareed Zakaria's show a couple of weeks ago before I interviewed him. But um, anyway, so so there's that. In terms of its growth, yes, it is growing. Um, and we do know that, uh, you know, for example, and again, I can only say here in the United States that um, I believe the last figures are for 2021. Those are at least the last ones that I saw. So I don't know if anyone's done any for first half of 2022 yet. I'm guessing not. But um, it's estimated that there were 162 million podcast listeners in the United States um, uh, in 2021. And that's a, a, a statistic that I got from Edison Research. So so they can they can back that up uh, in any event. So so that's really um, sort of the lay of the land of podcasting. I think it's a wonderful medium um, because you can get any kind of subject that you're interested in, and you can listen and delve, and you can really get to know the host as well. So there you go. No, I think I think uh, you know very good points made by you, uh, Stephen, and I appreciate it. Uh, you know, especially uh, the one that kind of intrigues me is authenticity, right? Uh, that these podcasts bring and the new age podcasts bring in, and uh, so so my question is: Do you think that as as we move forward, do you think there'll be any level of, um, you know, you know, do you think that this will get moderated, or do you think there'll be any kind of influence on such podcasts which will take the authenticity away? Uh, that's a great question. I think. Um... Well, let's just say this. I think it's still, even though podcasting is um, growing and even though it's been around for, certainly before I started 10 years ago, I think it's probably been around technically from a technical perspective for probably 15, 18 years, something like that. Um, it, it's still in its infancy, right? I mean, when you think about like television in the early days or radio in the early days. So I think the jury is still out in terms of how, it's going to evolve, but it will evolve. I would certainly hope that the authenticity uh, remains for those that are authentic. I think that there's a danger in podcasting, just like in everything else in life, believe me, um, that, that uh, you know, they say that copy, what's that expression? Like copy is the best form of flattery. And I think a lot of times there are podcasters that I've certainly heard that, I just sort of, when I start listening to the, when I start listening to them at the very beginning of their shows, I just sort of roll my eyes and I say, oh, come on, you're, you're ripping off 
XYZ podcaster in terms of your approach, in terms of your line of questioning, in terms of the cadence of your speaking. And I think that after a while, people really sense that. And people know if you're being your true self or not in your show. And I think one of the things about podcasting that is, um, is uh, podcasting lends itself, shall we say, is for the host personality to come out. You know, radio is a very intimate medium. And that's one of the reasons I love doing radio when, when I had my radio show in Singapore, because even though you're speaking to thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people, you're still, you're still speaking just to one person. And I developed actually friendships for many of my listeners. And I've been off air there since 2005, yet I'm still in touch with a number of my listeners because they became friends. And I think podcasting is a wonderful medium to develop that personal connection with your listeners. And you have to make sure, one has to make sure that you're not, you're not speaking to 10,000 people or 35 people or whatever your audience is. We can talk about what numbers mean in a second. Um, you're just talking to one person and you always have to remember that whether it's on podcasting, whether you're on radio or you're on television, you're not speaking to your audience. You're speaking to one person. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's a good thought, right? And uh, because you're, you're more focused on the discussion that you're having at that point of time. So this brings well, what me I meant by you're speaking to one person is that, yes, you're speaking to your guest, but your listener, you're speaking to that one listener. I should sure. clarify that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that, that brings me to the next question, Stephen, which is uh, what, you know, what are your thoughts on content creation itself? What type of content should people create? Should, should they even choose a topic or just go with what they kind of know? And should they even look at what works, what doesn't work? What are your thoughts on specific to podcast content creation? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of all of the above, but I'm going to kind of unpack it for you. I think first and foremost, someone is going to have to do the show that they want to do, and that is in their wheelhouse. If you were to ask me, say, for example, someone said, Stephen, you know, you, you can make a lot of money if you do a show on um, quantum physics. I would look at them like they had three heads and would say, are you kidding me? I know absolutely nothing about quantum physics or science or anything in that realm. Okay. I mean, could I do it? Yes. I think of myself as somewhat intelligent, so I could probably figure it out as well as being somewhat curious. But at the end of the day, that's not my wheelhouse. So first, someone has to do a show because you know, I forgot what the stat was. I used to know it, but most shows don't last. Why? Because most people think that, oh, I'll do a podcast. How fun is that going to be? Well, it can be fun, but to do it properly, it's also a lot of work and you have to put a lot of time into it and we can get into preparation. Uh, remind me to talk about that in just a moment. But, you know, you, you have to do a show that you're passionate about, that you're interested in, and that's going to come out. And if you're interested in it, then the audience is going to be interested in it. And they're going to sense that in your enthusiasm and in your voice and in your consistency. And this is one thing that I have to underline. Anyone that's listening right now that wants to do a podcast, you have to be really consistent about it. Um, there was a podcaster that I was helping and he, I said, look, what is going to be your rotation? You know, how often are you going to be posting? 
well, I'm not really sure, maybe once a month or so, or maybe once every so. I was like, no, you don't do that. You have to have a regular schedule because your listeners are going to expect that like from, for example, the one way ticket show is every other Tuesday. And um, Davis, would you mind if I shared the URL for the one way ticket show? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and let's I, give it a sh- let's give it a shout out. It's the one way ticket show.com. So once again, the one way ticket show.com or your wonderful listeners can check it out wherever they get their podcast. Just search for the one way ticket show. You got to put the the there before one way ticket show. Anyway, I I upload every other Tuesday and you know, come hell or high water, I upload every other Tuesday. The Israel Cast podcast, uh folks can search for it at by looking on their podcast platforms, IsraelCast, or go to jnf.org forward slash IsraelCast, jnf.org forward slash IsraelCast. That goes every other Wednesday. So Tuesday is the one way ticket show, Wednesday is IsraelCast every other week. And then on those alternate weeks, it's the What's Burning podcast every other Wednesday. Um, and that's GalileeCulinaryInstitute.com forward slash What's Burning or go to what's burning that we just launched in January and the conversations are great. So had to give a shout out to all those three shows. But the point is, is that whether it's those two podcasts, for example, that I'm doing or the what's burning podcast, the host is Mitchell Davis, who is a really well-known figure in the culinary world. He worked for the James Beard foundation for nearly 30 years, who's passionate about the subject. You know, we do it because we're passionate about the subject and the people that we bring on. So that's first and foremost, when you're selecting a topic, the second thing is, um, you, you have to make sure that if you are selecting a topic, that what are you going to bring to the party that's different from everybody else? Okay. In other words, if you're talking about, I cannot tell you how, because I'm in one podcasting group and there are a lot of people that do, um, uh, like business development, kind of, you know, be the best person that you can be in your business, thriving to be better and, you know, maximizing your potential, that whole kind of space. And look, I give everybody a lot of credit for doing a podcast and I'm not the podcast czar. So far be it for me to, you know, criticize anybody, but my constructive criticism for them would be, what are you bringing different to the party? Because I'm not noticing anything different with a lot of these podcasts. Okay. Um, and whether it's even just their personality as well. So again, you have to do a subject that you're really interested in. And then it's a question of what are you going to bring different to the conversation, to the party that nobody else has brought. And the third thing is, um, you have to ask the question, why are you doing it? Um, and this goes to, uh, the point that I raised earlier about a lot of news programs have their, have their programming available as a podcast. So sometimes what happens is like a news organization, they'll have their, their program as a podcast because they just want to get the content out there. It doesn't matter how people will listen to it. Then you will also have though, people will do a podcast because it's tied into their business and they can get a business lead through it. Okay. Or it enhances their profile, or it might give them greater gravitas, or it's just one of the uh, tools in their marketing toolbox. Okay. So there are any number of reasons why people are going to do a podcast. And then the subject that they um, select, it's something that, again, they're going to have to just be passionate about. And the final thing that I would say on this is, um, you know, oftentimes two friends will do a podcast 
and th- that's very nice but you know then understand why you're why are you doing your podcast it goes back to the why why are you doing the podcast if it's just because you want to chat with people and you want people to listen to and etc that's great uh, but just know the fact that unless it's your close family and friends and unless you're really really clever okay uh, probably most people don't care but but still go ahead and do it because it's your form of creative expression it's like people take photographs or people do anything else. So I say, God bless them and let them do it. Because again, I think it's about, you know, it's also at the end of the day about self-expression as well. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, you can only engage an audience if your content is good, you're talking about the right things that, you know, people want to listen to. It's, it's not about, not about, uh, uh, and, and authenticity is, is going to be key there. Um, again, as, as you, uh, as you rightly said, um, and you know, ensuring that the topic that you're speaking about, you have some knowledge around that. Um, so, so that's great. Uh, I ask this question to most of my guests, and uh, this is more around what book has influenced you the most and why. I ask this because uh, you know, books kind of um, are, you know, you, you have an influence in your work as well when you read books, and that changes your thought processes. Uh, is there anything that has changed your thought process, any books which has done that, uh, or even in terms of the way you podcast or host a podcast? I, I'm going to answer that in, in two ways. The first is I read a lot, okay? And I read a lot because if my guests, and we, we kind of didn't talk about the whole notion of preparation. So I, let's talk about that right after uh, I answer the question, if you don't mind. I read a lot because if my guests have written a book, I got to read the book before they come on the show. And whether it's the Israel Cast podcast, and a lot of those guests have written books, or I need to read the book in order to have a more fruitful conversation, uh, or it's the one-way ticket show, I'm constantly reading a book and I've got like a whole stack that I still have to go through. I will say every single book that I read impacts me in some way because it's going back to the notion of why are we, why am I doing a podcast or doing a podcast that I'm even interested in or bringing on a guest that I'm interested in. So if I'm interested in a particular guest, I'm going to be interested in their book and their book is going to impact me. I, I We don't even have enough time for me to go into how every one of the books uh, has um, enhanced my life, enriched my life. Um, I had certain sort of what we call aha moments, things that I learned from the book whatever book it was. So all of the books do. But of course, out of, you know, however long I've been on this earth, is there one book? I would say it has to be the Bible. I mean, that's just sort of a constant because the Bible um, is the source of it all. And when one digs deep into it, it is the richest book that there is, or I think that there ever will be. and there are enormous life lessons to be learned from that. And it's, a, it's just a, a guide for how to live one's life. Absolutely. And that book has, uh, the Bible has all the answers, isn't it? They say that it has all the answers. It does. Absolutely. So, um, so that's, that's the book for me. But can I just go back for a second? And, and, and because I, I we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on two other points, probably several others as it relates to podcasting. But I think one point is this whole notion of preparation. And 
I can't stress enough for anyone that is joining us today, listening to this, um, if you want to do a podcast, you have to prepare. And I say this because I spend, I can't tell you how much time preparing for an interview and preparing for a conversation with a guest. I feel that if I'm not prepared, I think that it's doing a disservice to the guest and it's disrespectful to the guest because it shows that I don't care enough about the guest to do my homework, my research on the guest. I think it's disrespectful to the audience because I'll only have a fruitful conversation, a robust conversation if I've done my homework on the guest because I'll know what to ask and what not to ask or what he or she has answered before in another interview that, that is something that is just out there already. And then I don't have to waste my time on. And the third person that it disrespects is me because at the end of the day, if it has my name on it, then I want to make sure that it's the best interview that it can be. So I say that because in the podcasting group that I'm in every once in a while, they'll post, um, the question, how much time do you spend on, you know, someone wants to know how much time do you all spend on uh, preparation? And inevitably there are people that say, well, I don't really prepare because I just want to let the conversation flow, or I just want to be surprised. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, that's absolutely absurd because it's, it, it, you're not getting the best out of the guest and you're not putting the information out there to the listener that can be most compelling for them. So I did want to share that. And then the second thing that I wanted to share was we kind of alluded to it a moment ago, and that's numbers and podcasting numbers and why people are doing a podcast. If someone is just doing it, just, you know, it's it, I used to have a boss that used to say, how long is a piece of string when someone asked a question, you know, is, is it going to matter if you have a thousand downloads a month? or 1,500, or 3,000, or 25,000. It's like, how, how engaged are the people with you? Are you making a difference? So I, I, if anyone wants to start a podcast, don't get too caught up in the numbers because you can do the most obscure podcast, but if you have an audience for your podcast and the audience resonates with your message, and our diehard listeners, and can't wait for that next episode to drop, and are engaged with you, and there's only 100 people listening, that's beautiful. Go for it. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, um, Stephen, right? So you, you need, you know, it's, it's not, it's more about quality, isn't it, uh, than quantity, yeah. right? Yeah. So absolutely. And and um, I think you, you made a... V- lot of very good points you know and you know i'm also learning the ropes in terms of building this right and i see that a lot of things you know when i initially started uh it looked like okay you know you're just talking to your guest but it's not just that right <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's much else. more than that right like and and you 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 kind of have to get introduced to your guest i generally talk to my guest even before the podcast a couple of times just to uh, if, if I've not spoken to them before. Um, so there are certain ways that I do these things just to, you know, kind of get to know um, my, my guests better. But yeah, I, I think I think preparation is key and I'm I'm more comfortable. I'm, I'm comfortable doing the preparations before I start talking to people. Um, and but I, I still need to do a better job in terms of um, digging more deep into what my guests do and all of that stuff. 
uh, which which I will, I think, uh, over time. So well, um, shows evolve also. I mean, you can't expect that day one you're going to be off to the races, as they say. Right. Absolutely. And 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 it's because you made those, you know, there's there's so many great points that you made, um, uh, Stephen. There. Um, what do you think, really? If, if I think it's probably difficult to pick the top three, and you know. But I, I, I will still ask, right? What are the top three ingredients that you should have to build a good podcast show in in today's day and age? What would that be? What would that be? What a great question. Um, I would say, first of all, you have to have a clear sense of what your show is about. Because if you don't know what your show is about, then then the audience isn't going to know and how are you going to get your guests how i mean what's it's like what's your elevator pitch right you have to be able to say my show is about x y and z right rather than saying well i'm kind of doing this and it's about this but i'm really doing this but i really want to do this because i've had a lot of people say that so number one you have to know what your show is about like what's your elevator pitch the second thing is you have to be really passionate about whatever it is your show is about. And the third thing that I would probably say is you just have to be really consistent. And I mentioned that earlier. Again, you say, well, I kind of feel like I'm gonna do one today or maybe I'll take three months off. Like at the end of the year, for example, I'm planning on traveling for four to five weeks. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, what am I gonna do for those four or five weeks? Do I just sort of do episodes and then have them pre-uploaded? Or do I take old episodes because it's my 10th anniversary, I can dig back into my archives and then just sort of do a new introduction and say, hey, it's our 10th anniversary, I'm on vacation celebrating. And then this, so I, I, I'm gonna, I have to figure that out right now. I have, I have time to do that. But the point is I wanna be consistent. I don't wanna just stop. So I would say those are probably the three key, um, key elements. And the, the other thing is, I'm going to add a bonus one. It's again, that whole notion of preparation. You have to be really prepared and just really organized. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, I would probably agree that those are the top three, uh, really. And I was also trying to kind of put the, put those in a bucket, but yeah, if I have to do that, probably those would be my top three along with preparation. Uh, so, so great. Thanks. Uh, great, great answer. Um, uh, Steven, uh, you know, I, I should ask something outside of the podcast, uh, since Stephen, you are on the call. I really have to ask you about your travel. I, you know, I, I understand you've traveled more than 60 countries. Can you talk us about some adventures, some interesting facts, you know, just, just take us through that. I, I'll allow to listen to that. Well, I, I, you know, I think we'd probably need, you know, a whole separate conversation. With that. But let me just say, I'm not one of these people that says, um, the other reason why you know is because I think I wrote it in my bio that I had been to those number of countries or we might have talked about it in our pre-conversation, et cetera. I'm not one of those people that actually knows the actual number. In other words, like, you know, I go to a new country. Okay, this is number, like I have a whole checklist, right? And I think there's people that do that checklist. Um, I guess I enjoy traveling to places that are 
uh, kind of more off the grid that most people don't go to. And I think part of the allure for me is that I tend to be a very curious person. And by the way, I would say curiosity helps when you're doing a podcast also, uh, because you should always be learning from your guest or from the research that you're doing before the episode. But I've always been a very curious person. And I kind of want to understand what the places, these places are like beyond the headlines that we see. So that's part of the reason why I go to those places. The other reason is I love history. I love art. I love archaeology, architecture. Um, I love languages, different cuisines, and I want to try them. And we've used the word authentic or authenticity several times in this conversation. And I will also use the word authenticity when it comes to the places that I've gone to, because, you know, I... You mentioned a couple of them that I've been to, whether it's North Korea or Libya. I was in Sudan several years ago. I've been to Mali, uh, Rwanda, Burundi. Like Starbucks isn't there, okay? McDonald's isn't in any of those places. And there's something very appealing for me to see those places in a more, to see places that are a little bit more raw, shall we say, than and more authentic than you know, every Western company has gone in there now and turned the whole place into a Disneyland. So that to me has, has a certain allure, a certain appeal. And, um, I also love photography and the places that I've been to are just fantastic to photograph. So, yeah. So that's a little bit of my adventures. Yeah. That's uh, quite interesting. Right. And, uh, you know, traveling to unusual places and understanding unusual cultures or, new culture which is which is not mainstream uh, right. is is uh, is quite interesting now believe me i mean i i love going to uh you know western europe or i love going to other places that are are very frequented but you know this is a it's something interesting for me and as i told you i've been to your home country of india on four occasions right yeah i can't wait to go back there's so much that i still haven't seen in india Absolutely, you're always welcome, uh, Stephen. Thank uh, you. Whenever you get here, you you have my coordinates. Call me, and then you know you can land, and I'll show you around. You'll pick me up at the airport. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yes. Why not? Um, so you know we we are we are kind of getting to the um, you know fag end of this um, you know podcast. Uh, there is there is one thing you know because of your experience, uh, Stephen. I I really have to ask because a lot of people are possibly going to start a podcast uh, at some point. And I think that's that's also becoming uh, a critical part of businesses as well, right? Yeah. So if, if you have to, if, if you have some advice or message for people who are looking at starting their own podcast or a show, uh, what is it that you would probably tell them? Well, I would go back to a couple of things that I said. Number one is they have to understand why they want to start a podcast and what's their objective in doing it. Uh, is it to build their own personal brand? Is it because they want it as a form of self-expression, just like someone would paint or write poetry or uh, write a piece of music, which is a beautiful thing, you know? Or do they want it as a tool within their marketing toolbox within their business? So they have to understand, first of all, why they're doing it. Uh, then they're going to have to figure out when they're going to launch. You know, what what really, what is the show? Uh, can they 
can they distill it down into an elevator pitch into like one sentence, okay, in one sentence only or a few words. Um, they have to be passionate about it. They have to prepare. They have to be curious and they have to be really well organized. And at the end of the day, they're going to have to love it and just have fun with it because if they don't, it's going to show uh, in their voice and in their delivery and the guest is going to know it as well. And then the whole thing uh, can just fall apart. So I think that it's that whole cocktail, that whole combination of things that anyone should consider uh, before he or she starts a podcast. Sure, absolutely. I think I think uh, good points there. I'm sure a lot of people would like to also reach out to you um, as as sure. they listen to this podcast. So I would I would want to ask you where can we find you online? Which is the best place? How do you respond to people? Um, are you available on email? So what are your coordinates basically? Sure, I I always respond to email. I respond very pleasantly and nicely to people if they send me an email that's very pleasant and nice uh i people can first of all again the show is the one-way ticket show so the one-way ticket show.com or israelcast jnf.org slash israelcast um and then people can find me on all social media at stephen shalowitz so that's the at and then stephen s-t-e-v-e-n S-H-A-L-O-W-I-T-Z, one word, at Stephen Shalowitz. And I would say probably um, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, um, they can find me. And then, just shoot, and then just shoot me a note just to say that, you know, you're, you're Davis's friend or you heard me on Davis's podcast and then I'll know what it's, then I'll know what it's all about. And if I don't get back to somebody because I get back to everybody, then find me on another platform. And then, uh, and then I'll find you because sometimes, you know, things slip through the cracks too on social media. Perfect. I'll, what I'll also do is I'll add all those details, uh, in the description, whether it is Spotify or wherever we're hosting this. So I'll, I'll add those as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Steven, yeah. or they can send me an email actually at Steven at the one way ticket show.com. So that's Steven, Steven with a V Steven at the one way ticket show.com. Perfect. Uh, Steven, it was such a pleasure to have you. Uh, you spoke, uh, you know, authentic with a lot of authenticity, I would say. Uh, you spoke about a lot of things and thanks for that. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show and thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, listen, anytime. Thanks so much for having me. I wish you much, much, much success with your own podcast. And if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out. But great to chat with you. And I look forward to seeing you in India. Perfect. Thanks, Stephen. Talk to you Take soon. Care. Take care. Bye-bye. So long.